Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saguet, and I'm here in studio with uh, Mrs. Linda Ikerema. Did I say it right, Linda? Yes, yes. Ah, I got it for the first time. Uh, she's the visionary and managing director of Ignite. Uh, she's a wife, a mother, author, entrepreneur, and teacher who has been working with various regional and international organizations on development of on development project in Africa. In her role with the Helsinki Deaconess Institute, did I say it right? Yes. Um, and a, a foundation that provides prag pragmatic advice to their partners in Southern Africa. And she also worked intensely with the churches and faith-based organization in Africa. She has a background in sociology. Uh, Mrs. Shikirema, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Well, for our guest purposes, what country are you in right now? Um, I'm in Zimbabwe. Um, you are in Zimbabwe. Born and raised? Born and raised in Zimbabwe, but I spent, I've been all over. Um, I, I left Zimbabwe when I was just 17 years, and then I went to Australia to study. Uh, I left Australia, tried to to come back to Zimbabwe, things was, were very hard in terms of um, uh, economic crisis that Zimbabwe was facing. And then I then went to England and then ended up in Namibia. So in Namibia, I stayed for about 10 years and then I came back to Zimbabwe. Awesome, awesome. Is it good to be home? Yeah, home is home. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, home is home. It's it's where the heart is, and and I love Africa, and and I love Zimbabwe because I see so many uh, possibilities, so many opportunities that are there for the Zimbabweans. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, so we're going to talk about women entrepreneurs in Southern Africa, which is your focus. But you also have a magazine uh, called Ignite, which I, I went through, and it's a beautiful magazine. So let's back up a little bit. So um, tell me about, you kind of gave us a sense of your traveling journey, but give us a sense of your, well, before we get to that, how'd you get to know us? I'm trying to figure out, how did you, how did you discover Nehemiah Project? I think the name, the, the name Nehemiah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a student of the word. I love the Bible. So one day I was just going through the internet and I saw, Nehemiah Project, and I was fascinated with the name, like, who names an organization Nehemiah, you know, I, I, I just wanted to know what is this about, because I love Nehemiah on the concept of rebuilding, you know, uh, rebuilding what was lost, so that's how I ended up on, on, on your website, and um, I think the rest is history, I, 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 I was so fascinated on just the aspect of Nehemiah Project being an organization's name. Wow, that's incredible. Well, look mm -hmm. at that. Uh, the name has an impact. And so, well, congratulations. Before we get into this podcast and announce you, we're going to provide you the 50 cent scholarship to go through biblical entrepreneurship in Kenya. Uh, you know, they say Harvard University is not great because of its content, but the quality of its students. So it's about recruiting the best talent. You are a great mind for Africa, and we're excited to have you as an alumni. So Kenya will be excited to have you as part of it. Also, we have committed also to uh, to uh, to advertise in your magazine. Uh, do you have them up? Does it come out quarterly, annually? How often does it come out? It actually comes bi-monthly. 
So every second month we do have an issue okay. um, that we circulate around five different countries in Southern Africa. So the next issue is going to be April and after that, when is the next issue? The next issue is going to be in June. June. And then what's the one after that? Uh, after it's August. August. Is it early August or late August? It's late August. Late August. All right. So we'll do April and June. How about that? Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we want to support you. You're doing great work. So uh, Victor will make mm -hmm. sure that uh, the team gets the information so they can coordinate with you. We'll promote Nehemiah Week annual conference. So guys, if you're watching or listening, we want uh, you to invite you to Nehemiah Week, which is our annual virtual global conference for entrepreneurs from all over the world. But you'll read more about it in her magazine. So, um, Linda, tell me about your journey. So how did you get to where you are today? Uh, what shaped a, a visionary leader like yourself? Tell us a bit about it. I think when 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 I was growing up in in Zimbabwe, we were we were influenced a lot by non-governmental organizations that came into into Zimbabwe to provide uh, aid to us in terms of um, uh, support um, because our country was not doing very well. So I grew up with this idea of wanting to work for for these non-governmental organizations. And that actually became my career because I, I was working with them for maybe about 18 years. But while I was with them, I suddenly developed a, a, a dislike of aid because I just felt that aid was not doing so much for us in Africa. Instead, it was making us dependent on aid because we just knew that um, an organization will come to our help, you know. So in the quest of, 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 of thinking, I, I thought that maybe it was time where us as Africans, we, we, we do not depend on aid, but we find a way of using what we already have to empower our, our own people. And for me, I didn't have much except the Bible. And, and I love the Bible. So I started reading the Bible to try to understand um, entrepreneurship, business, leadership from the aspect of the Bible. And then um, it started to change my own life. You know, my own life was transformed. So that became more or less the foundation for, for Ignite or for any initiative that I do because I discovered that with the Bible, it can become a transformative tool for us in Africa. Yeah. Wow, that's an incredible story. So uh, coming up, were your parents, um, were their ministers, worked for government, business people? What kind of family did you grow up in? No, my mom, she's actually a farmer. Uh, um, she's a farmer and she is one of those people who, I think they were entrepreneurs by birth. You know, she was always doing something. But um, one of the, um, the highlights for me is that I always wanted to go and study abroad. And we, we did not have much. So my mom then decided that she was going to grow paprika. I don't know if if um, if you're familiar with paprika, so she grew this paprika, 
and then it was in high demand from 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 outside of Zimbabwe. She sold her first harvest, and that made it possible for me to be able to go and study in Australia. So. Uh, I do. I don't come from a very rich family, but I come from very hardworking uh, people who are just determined that maybe I was actually the first um, person to actually go to university in my family. Yeah, that's an incredible story. Wow! First, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, for you, does that bring a weight of responsibility? Ability, uh, for the family and for maybe your country being the first? It does. It does. Because in Africa, we, we believe that when you educate a child, you, you, you actually literally fit the whole village. So um, um, that's, that's a lot of responsibility. But I, I actually like that idea because it keeps us humble as Africans, because you know that in as much as you might, you might excel, you still have the whole village that you have to look after. Yeah. And for us, it's, 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 it's humbling, but it's also an honor um, to be able to do so. I'm thinking just like they say, it takes a village to raise a child. I guess the child mm -hmm. must come back and take it to the village, don't they? Yes, 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 yes. Now, uh, Zimbabwe is not viewed by the world as a very stable country. Uh, mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, um, your ex-president, was not exactly um, known. He didn't finish as well. Yeah, I know. I, I know. At one point, he was a great leader for the country, but something happened there. So, what do you say to those of us, particularly Americans or those who are not Zimbabweans, who are listening to this podcast and saying, "But all I know about Zimbabwe is negative." So, tell us a bit about the Zimbabwe, the plus and the minus. You know, what would you like to tell the international audience about your country? Whether either in line with what we perceive or whether different than what we might perceive. Why would a Linda go back to a failed state as it may be perceived? You know, you know, Patrice, I I am one of those blessed maybe Zimbabweans who had the opportunity to stay in, in Australia, to stay in England, to stay even in our neighboring Namibia. But one of the things that I saw was that in as much as it was benefiting me as Linda, um, I was doing my own country a disfavor because one of the things that has happened as a result of this migration is that we, we have a brain drain in Zimbabwe um, because many of our professionals have left, many of the our, our skilled people have left. So... At the end of the day, the people who suffer are those ones who cannot afford to take the trip abroad. So um, one of the things or one of the reasons why I came to Zimbabwe is that I felt that by going outside of Zimbabwe, I had gained so much in terms of exposure, in terms of education, in terms of skills. But then um, those skills, I was supposed to come back to Zimbabwe to be able to impact and to empower other people. You know, Patrice, one of the things that we do even as Ignite is that we literally go under a tree and we, we start to empower someone. And I think the value of that in as much as I could be in New York, you know, what I get from talking to someone under a tree, it's, it's, 
I, I don't think I have a way to explain that. So um, I think what any country, not just Zimbabwe, what any country needs is actually its people to go back because we have so much that we can do to our own nations and it doesn't require money. You know, it just requires the the few skills that we have gained outside of our our nation. That's incredible. I'm talking with Linda Shikarima. She's an entrepreneur, visionary, managing director of Ignite, a, an organization in, in Zimbabwe that serves Southern Africa through publishing and uh, serving women entrepreneurs. What an incredible inspirational story. Uh, we talked about women entrepreneurs in Southern Africa, and we'll, and we'll deal with it in a minute. Um, so, Linda, how easy or difficult has it been for you in trying to get this work going, given the macroeconomic reality of your country? I think it's very hard to, to be an entrepreneur. Just, just the aspect of being an entrepreneur, it's hard. But I think what's even worse for, for me has been the fact that I'm a Christian entrepreneur. So um, it's not so easy for people to support you when you say you want to transform communities using biblical principles. Because most of the funders that are out there, they do not believe in this Bible. So there is a huge temptation that is there for us to conform to what it is that other people want us to be. So it's been a challenge because you, you have a vision, you have ideas, you even have people, a demand of people who are waiting for, for, for trainings, for skills, but then you don't have any finance because who, who would finance you? when you are holding a Bible on the, on the other hand. So it's, it's, it's difficult in that aspect. Wow, that's incredible. But yet you are persevering. I mean, how many magazines have you published so far? So far we have been publishing since 2017. We, we, stopped, wow. for, we stopped for a year and then we, we proceeded again. Yeah. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, here's why Irene said, Irene said yes. <laughs> Uh, she said, yes, that, that's the key Christian. We are not alone. We are with, he is with us in the field. Amen, amen. You have a fan out there. And I think Irene is from Ivory Coast as well. So you have somebody there in, 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 uh, in Africa who's rooting for you. She said, that's the mindset we should have. Yes. So Irene, uh, Irene. <laughs> um, Linda, let, let's talk a bit about your magazine and um, and what's different with your magazine? Uh, what's unique about it? Why a magazine? Does the world need another magazine? Okay. I think first of all, um, what has been happening in Southern Africa is that the church has been very silent on many issues um, in terms of, I think you were just talking about the politics in Zimbabwe. The church has been silent, even relating to business, relating to even social affairs. So our motivation was that um, we wanted to have the voice of the church amplified um, in these different countries. We wanted to have a perspective of the church when it relates to, to, to business, when it relates to politics. So in this part of the world, yes, a magazine, because the magazine um, 
many of our people are very traditional and um, many of our people are able to read. So the magazine serves that purpose because it's able to penetrate into different communities because not everyone is connected with, with, with mobile phones, with the internet, but then a magazine, even in a bus, you know, even in a, even in a lorry, you know, you, it, it, it can be available. So that was the thinking that we need to amplify the voice of God per se in Southern Africa. So we should have something that speaks to the Christians. Yeah. Wow, I love it. It's, it's funny. So while the world's moving digital, mm -hmm. uh, you recognize that there's a population in Southern Africa who mm -hmm. are not able by resource to go digital. Then they still need a traditional paper. Is that what you're saying? Yes. You know, Patrice, one of the things that is happening now is that there is a, there's a huge uh, digital divide um, in this part of Africa. In as much as people are advancing with mobile phones, with technology, there are some people who are still not that connected. So you 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 still need to keep those people informed as well as to what is happening. But there are also instances where not not every time that you 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 can be on your mobile phones. We actually um, we 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 have a small campaign as Ignite where we're actually discouraging parents to be on mobile phones because we are losing human interactions even in families. So this magazine is able to 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 reach out, is able to actually um help us to 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 go back a bit and read more uh traditionally. Oh, that's incredible. So um, by the way, Irene is from DRC. Thank you, Irene, for that correction. Not I, because she's from DRC, uh, Congo. Um, so those who are listening and watching, they're, they're, if they like what they're hearing and they say they want to help, how can they help? How can our viewers and listeners help, Linda, your vision continue? I, I think... Um... Number one, we need prayer. You know, we, 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 we need prayer because there are certain things that God is only able to do for us, you know. So number one, just to pray and just to remember this ignite that is there and to pray for us. That's number one. Number two, it's resources. Um, you know, it, it cost us just... 10 US for us to train one woman for, for 30 days. So imagine the 10 US dollars, 10 US dollars, 10 US dollars for us to train one woman for 30 days using mobile phones. Wow. You know? um, if we, if we go traditional where we are under the tree, it actually costs us half the amount. It costs us five US dollars. So, um, what we need more is, is, is resources for us to be able to, to go out there and train as many women. The, the beauty of training is that it, it empowers women. They are not dependent. And like if we go to a community and we give um, women food, we know very well after a few months we'll go back again and give and give them food. But one of the things that we do is that we go, we teach them skills for them to see the opportunities that are there in their communities. So we need a lot of resources for us to be able to do um, a lot of things. Wow, I love it. 
Irene says she would love to donate. So how do they get in touch with you? Someone who wants to help and connect with you, how do, how do they get in touch with you? I think they can go to our website. Um, on our website, there will be details in terms of how they can donate. They can donate via PayPal to us, and then um, we'll be able to, to respond to them. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah, I mean, one ten dollars for one woman—that's incredible. So that means you're, you're you're serving a lot of the rural rural women in the rural areas. Is that correct? Yes, you know, in Africa, um, most of our resources are actually in the rural areas, but that's where we we find that people do not have as many skills, but also the. Um, Years ago, people used to have traditional knowledge in terms of utilizing local resources. So with, with um, urbanization, um, many of the people have lost touch in terms of how do you utilize the resources that are around you. So we go, we go to those rural areas and we try to help women to identify the assets that are around them, and then they make use of it. I'm wondering, how can an organization like Nehemiah, obviously we, we're, uh, what, what's the website again? So uh, team, if you could get the website up there. Okay, so it's, it's, uh, it's right there, uh, igniteinafrica.com, igniteinafrica.com. Thank you, Irene, for that. So how can an organization like Nehemiah help you? Obviously, we're, we're going to sponsor you to go through the BE class in Kenya, and we'll, we'll advertise in your magazine uh, for, by the way, does advertise, does that help as well? Do you, does that help you at all when, when you, you get advertisers like us? Yes, advertisers help us because we're able to print the magazine itself, um, because many of the times you'll see that um, uh, when it comes to selling of the magazine, we, we try to reduce it as, as much as possible so that as many people are able to afford. So for us to be able to cater for our printing costs, we, we appreciate more ad advertisers because it then helps us in meeting the costs. Awesome. How can we, other than what we already committed. What are ways Nehemiah can help you? I think resources in terms of, I think just this opportunity for us to be able to be trained, it helps us. But I think networking, um, networking helps a lot. Um, but also, um, I would love to believe that you started like us, you know, with nothing and, and just just this big dream, just this big vision. So I think for, for us, when it relates to Nehemiah, we can learn a lot in terms of how did you manage to have your own business model functioning? Because at times we do struggle um, in this part of the world because our people don't always afford our services. I was just looking at the trainings, for example, that you offer. Um, uh, it helps you as the organization in terms of meeting of your overheads. But here sometimes we someone comes and they want to be trained and they cannot afford the the five us dollars they cannot afford the 10 us dollars so it's always a struggle for us to meet our overheads because of the way our economy is structured awesome you know a lot of people have um shared uh, a heart for zimbabwe 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and wouldn't it be neat if, because of what you're doing, uh, Nehemiah can make an impact there through your organization? Uh, because a number of you know people from your country has uh, has reached out, but nothing has stuck yet. Why do you think it's been so difficult for for things to work in in Zimbabwe? I think obviously the politics, um, the politics always always plays a part. But I think one of the things, if I'm being honest, Patrice, is is the aspect of um, agendas. You know, all of us as people, we have agendas in terms of what we would want, you know, to benefit us from Nehemiah or from from the Americas. So as a result, that always um, short circuit any possible uh, cooperation from happening because um, there are personal agendas versus national agendas. So if, if, if we, especially as Zimbabweans, as African, we come to a point where it's no longer about Linda, it's no longer about Ignite, but it's about the people, then it, it, it becomes better when we have such dialogues, when we have such forums, then it's, it's, it's more uh, about the people that we represent. I think it works better when it's like that. So we need more information. We need to talk about many of these things and, and hopefully um, we can unite as, as, as Africans, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Um, so what makes you different? I mean, what makes Linda unique than the other Zimbabweans? I love God. Maybe that's what I can say. I love God, and and for me, it's it's. Um, I think it makes my world uh, go around because I love Him, and and I love to to see um, what could happen when people know about this God. So I am one of those people who are not ashamed of the fact that I I, I love God. So maybe that's what makes me different. Oh, that's incredible. Well, Linda, we're going to do what we can. We talk with uh, Linda Chikarima. We're talking about women entrepreneurs in Southern Africa. Uh, she's an entrepreneur based out of Zimbabwe that publishes a magazine called Ignite. Her website is igniteinafrica.com. She has a vision to empower women in the southern part of Africa around uh, sustainability business from a biblical perspective. And we're talking about her journey. So. Linda, as you tell us a bit about some of the impact that your magazine and your women entrepreneurship program has had, either in Zimbabwe or in other parts of Africa. Um, what are some impacts that you can share with us as to what impact you've had so far? Okay, I think the highlight for us the the, the past months. Um, Zimbabwe has been under lockdown because of um, the coronavirus. So um, many of our women were indoors, especially the the whole of January this year. So as as Ignite, we thought we wanted to utilize this 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 time that women have when they are literally in their homes. So we, we, we designed courses in which we started to offer using the um, WhatsApp platform. 
And as a result, we managed to get about 175 women from from the five countries that started to participate in this training and for us it was it was it was a it was a milestone because um we utilized this time you know people were locked down people could not work people could not even go to churches but then we 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 managed to use this time effectively for the women to be able to learn so uh, recently, that has been our major highlight, and these women, 50 of them that are in Bulawayo, Zimbabwe, managed to actually graduate and receive their certificates, and the rest of the women were actually in different countries. Wow, that is incredible. In midst of the pandemic. Yes. You are yes. incredible entrepreneur. And by the way, how has the COVID-19 affected the country and the economy? I think it's only now, especially the small businesses, that they are seeing the effects because it has almost been one year in which we didn't have business per se. So you can literally see the effects of, of, of this virus now because um, many of the, the entrepreneurs are struggling to start up. Because imagine if you spend the whole year and, and you have been locked down and you can imagine now having to start up and and the bills and and the overheads everything that is that is now upon you so it has affected uh, especially the small business people and mind you here in zimbabwe you would find that maybe 80 percent of 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 the people are in informal uh, work so if if there are restrictions then it definitely affects the majority of the population wow that's incredible so let's talk about the future of ignite um so 10 years from now what do you hope to see i think what personally i would um i would love to leave a legacy for my for my own children for them to be able to continue um, what we have started, especially relating to empowering communities. But I think um, in the next 10 years, we would want to see Ignite more visible in the countries that are, that we are covering, not just here in, in Bulawayo, Zimbabwe, but also Namibia. I'm very passionate about Namibia. I stayed in Namibia for over 10 years. So we would want to have a more prominent presence in those different countries that we, 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 we serve. But more or less, I think I'm in the process of building a movement of women, um, women entrepreneurs, women who know who they are, women who understand how you can make lemonade out of lemons. So I think we would want to see a more visible movement of women that is actually rising um, in this part of the world. Wow, that's incredible. And by the way, why women? Um, why do you pick women? What's so unique about women that you selected them to focus on? Patrice, we, we are naturers. If you give us anything, we'll nature it. That's that's who we are as 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 women. And 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 I just feel that um God created us women so uniquely to be able to nurture 
everything that he has around us you know our our men we will nature you come to africa we will nature you you know uh give us anything we will just nature it that's who we are and 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 i and as as ignite we just feel that when women have knowledge it changes communities um so that's why we we, we focus on them oh that's incredible and that is true especially mm -hmm. the african woman now you have uh, you have a couple of children. How many children do you have? I have three. I have a daughter. She's 18. And then I have my two boys. Uh, one is 10 and another one is four. Wow. And how long have you married? I've been married for 13 years. And how did your husband feel about all this? I think in the beginning he was a bit confused because... Um, uh, it seems as if I was settled in my career and then now I wanted to branch off and what I was doing was very um, different because in my previous line of, of career, I was very much working with women, but more politics. Mm -hmm. And now I was now bringing God into the picture, but also being an entrepreneur affected our our. Um, our income because I was doing all of these things with no funding. So it was a bit of a challenge for us as a family, but I think he, he knows me. I am a natural, but when I'm determined, I will just do it. So yes. <laughs> That's incredible. By the way, we have a woman in I mean, a couples and business life group once a month where my wife and I meet with husbands and wives who are in business a part of together. So we can okay. deal with the reality. You, you're welcome to be to join us or your husband. You have to come with your mate. If you yes. like, just shoot me an email. If you want to be a part of that, we can invite you to that. That would be encouraging. Mm -hmm. He must be a strong man. He recognized the gift that God has placed on the inside of you. Yes, he is. He is. And and I think that helps um, because it's not so easy. There's, there's actually a weight, you know, when you're doing all of these things and, and, uh, he's a good partner and he's very supportive of um, all the things that we are doing. Oh, wow. Well, sir, you're doing a great job. Congratulations there. You, you, you're supporting your wife as you should. What are the children? How are they, they feeling as they're seeing mom having to take care of uh, Southern Africa? I think my 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 daughter she's already catching up the entrepreneurial spirit as it is. Um, she loves baking, and and she was telling me that I need to 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 enroll her to do extra lessons for her to actually be a, a baker, you know. So she's she's also determined in 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 this. But I think my 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 kids they. They are my biggest fans. They are my biggest supporters as well. And they are the ones who are helping us when we go for women's training. Many of the times, my daughter, she's actually the one who's making the food for our women to be able to eat. You know, that's 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 where that's the level where we are. Yeah. Wow. That mm -hmm. is incredible. Well, you're showing a good example to your children. Mm -hmm. An example of perseverance and drive. Yes. That is incredible. Now, for those who are watching and listening, they're, they're, they're kind of looking and saying, will Zimbabwe make it? Will Africa make it? What do you say to them? I think I would say read the book of Nehemiah. 
because it has an interesting um, narrative that if all of us would follow, then we know so well that Zimbabwe will be able to make it. Um, you know, you you were asking me why did I come back? I think we are the Nehemiahs of 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 Zimbabwe. You know, we are we are those one or two individuals that have started coming back to Zimbabwe to rebuild it. So Africa will make it, but only if its own people come back. You know, and and like Nehemiah, you don't come back to a rosy nation. You know, where everything is okay. You actually come back where there is nothing. And you become the cornerstones, you become the people who start to build from the ground. So I'm positive Africa will make it if wow. yeah. I am talking with the visionary Linda Shikirima. She is a woman entrepreneur out of Zimbabwe. She has the company called Ignite, where she publishes magazine as well as empowering women entrepreneurs. Linda, what a breath of fresh air. So are there more Lindas in Zimbabwe or are you unique? No, there are so many of them. Um, not just in Zimbabwe. I think all over Southern Africa, there are so many of us that are there. And I think it's also high time for the many leaders that are out there to actually unite because many of the times we um, we are we are doing similar things in which maybe if we partnered, or if we worked together, then we'll be able to go very far together. So they are there. We just need to discover them. And then once we discover them, then we also hold hands and we, we start walking the road together. <laughs> what? So mm -hmm. viewers, if you ever give up on Africa, I hope that they encourage you not to give up because mm -hmm. you have lenders out there who are flaming the flame for a transformational Africa. Well, Linda, don't, don't leave yet. I want to do a little commercial with our guests, and then, and then I want you to say a word of encouragement to them, and, now, and then we're going to pray for them. Uh, you've been listening to my discussion with Linda uh, Shikirima, a, uh, an entrepreneur and a publisher out of uh, Zimbabwe, South Africa, who has done incredible things, and one of them is that she's publishing a magazine. Uh, that's that's delivery a real real magazine for the southern part of Africa. Uh, we've also decided to uh, advertise her magazine at least for two consecutive um, ads, and we've also granted her a scholarship for Nehemiah for 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 the Biblical Entrepreneurship Certificate Program in Kenya. We are so excited about you, Linda, and what you're doing. You are an inspiration. Uh, sincerely for what you're doing. I remember years ago when you contacted us to see where you are now. Normally I get emails from people, never hear, hear from them again. They don't follow through. You did, and, and you are here today. Well, if you wanna know more about Linda, go to her website, Linda, um, no, not Linda, sorry, igniteinafrica.com, igniteinafrica.com. And there you learn more about Linda, how you can support her, how you can work with her, and publishing this magazine in Southern part of Africa or empowering women. See, for only $10, you will train a woman for 30 days. That's impressive and it's incredible. So that's a good job there. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, I wanna challenge you to do something for me, share it. 
Share with your friends, your family, with others. Share with others so they may hear this inspirational story of a young woman out of Africa who's not waiting for others to come into hell, who took it upon herself to begin to serve her country and eventually the continent uh, through the programmings that she was able to develop by the grace of the Lord. So if you want to share this inspirational story, someone who's getting it done in a country that is struggling, share this website with them and let them be encouraged. Well, if you also want to enhance your existing business or be equipped to be a biblical entrepreneur, go to our website, nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com. There you can learn about our training program, Biblical Entrepreneurship, Idea and Destiny, Serve with Love, and other training programs that we have that can help you with your business. You can learn about our coaching program, how you can, a coach can come alongside you and provide you with strategic insight and, and input to help you go to the next level. You can learn about access to capital where based on your qualifying, we can invest uh, money into your business or have our investors share in that. Also, you can learn how to become an e-community member on our website. Membership does have its privileges. Part of our membership, you'll connect with other entrepreneurs from around the globe, from Asia, from Africa, North America, Europe, and Latin America. And you'll also be part of a, of a community that is transforming the world together. Well, Linda, your closing thoughts. So somebody's watching and listening. They're like, if you're like I was, let's say you're like I was when I first started. They're like where you were maybe a year or two ago where they're still wondering, should I pursue this? There's something of God. First, speak to them. And what I want you to do is, what encouragement would you give people in general as to, because you said a lot here, as to why they should pursue what God's given them. That's the first thing. But the second thing is, what happens if I'm doubting myself? How do I overcome that and do what God's called me to do? What advice would you give them, Linda, particularly in the midst of a pandemic? Okay. I think what we, my encouragement to to everyone is is just that um, God did not create us for ourselves. He created us for for others, and there is a lot of um, there is value in us that we can impact that we can impart to other people. So when you decide that you are just going to focus on yourself and your own family, you are not just doing the world a disfavor, you are actually doing God a disfavor because he's the one that created you for a reason. So it's not always easy when you want to start something. Um, it's actually hard. But the beauty of it is that there is so much fulfillment that you will get not only here, but also in another lifetime, you know, when we get to meet God. So the world is waiting on us, you know, and God doesn't give people money per se, but God gives people ideas. And your ideas are needed in this world. And um, should you be out there and you are, you are discouraged. I think I would, I would, in, I would um, encourage you to speak to yourself. Mm. You know, 
There might not be anyone who can who can encourage you, but speak to yourself, um, because in speaking to yourself, you you will be able to realize that um, um, God is waiting on us, and He has given us everything that we need to be able to make it. So be encouraged wherever you are. <laughs> I love it. What can yeah. learn is when we are waiting on God, God is actually waiting on us. Yes. Do something. Yes and do it boldly. Wow, yes. ladies and gentlemen, I've been talking to Linda Kira uh, Kikirima. She's an entrepreneur and a social entrepreneur that in in um, in, uh, in Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe. Working with entrepreneurs and publishing a magazine to inspire the region of Canada. You know, Linda, there's a special anointing upon your life. I'm gonna ask you to pray for our guests uh, because I believe that by you praying for our guests, the Lord will supernaturally bring that grace that he's given you into them so that they may, they may wake up from their slumber and begin to do what God's called them to do, as you have. Okay. Would you pray for our people, Linda? Okay. Father God, we honor you, we bless your name, and we glorify you. Father, we thank you for who you are, we thank you for what you have done to us as your people. We even thank you, Lord, for this technology to be able to link between the different nations. Father, I pray for everyone that is listening to the sound of my voice. Father, you know the purpose that you created uh, them to fulfill. May, be this, may this be the time that they rise up. May you empower them with your precious Holy Spirit that they will be able to discern what time it is and then that they will be able to do specifically what you called them to do. Spirit of God, we love you and we thank you that you, have, um, you are the teacher that you can help us to navigate through life. Help us, Lord Jesus, that we might be those people that one day you'll be able to say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. We pray in your mighty name, amen. Wow, amen, God bless you. Thank you so much for watching. Hey, everybody, look forward to seeing you back, Linda. You have an inspirational story. Happy Easter, happy Resurrection Sunday. God bless. You too, you too, Patrice, thank you.